All right. What do you guys think? Are fat nipples sexy? On women? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever your flavor. I thought you meant like, if I have fat nipples, (laughs) (laughs) do women find that sexy? I mean, sure. Let's go with that. That's that's actually a better better question. I'm going to go with no either way. (laughs) I'm going to say no for both situations. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. I was trying to think of a funny question. I have (laughs) nipples. Can you milk me? Welcome back to the best fucking CBJ podcast around with your hosts, Marty on the mic, Frank, and Mr. Locon. Now, let's turn it over to the boys for the latest episode of the Man in the Cannon podcast. Welcome to the Man in the Cannon podcast. I'm your host, Marty on the mic. I'm here with Mr. Locon and Frank. What's up, boys? What is up, Marty on the mic? What a fucking introduction. It is good just to be Just nailed back. it. Nailed Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We got a new guy on the set, everybody, just in case you, know, you, you weren't recognizing this name. This is our new host for the show. His name is Marty on the mic. Joining us, not live. I always say, I always want to say live, but we're not recording live, so... But uh, Marty on the mic, welcome to the pod, dude. Yeah, Let's thanks. go, man. Thanks for having me. This is my podcast now, so thanks everyone for joining. Thank you for he's uh, in charge. Yeah, yeah, co-hosting. We're not. Uh, we're gonna do things a little bit different this season. This is oh, season three okay. of oh. Man in the Cannon podcast. Interesting. Guys, season three. You want to wow. hear what's gonna be different this season? You guys ready for that? I'm ready. Tell me how. Tell me how it's gonna be, right. Marty. All right, we're gonna do a segment called the Penalty Box, where we're gonna run down what happened that previous week. And I'm going to have Mr. Lopez. Why is it called the penalty Frank box? Run it. It's going to be called the penalty box because it's a two minute segment. Oh, I get it. Ha! <laughs> wow, Marty. I get it. It's a joke. It's a pun. It's a. Actually, is that a pun? I don't even think that's a considered a pun. <laughs> it's just a fucking joke. But we thought of it and it's going to be awesome. All right. This is my show, buddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else are we going to do? We're going to talk a little bit about Traverse City. We're going to talk about some practice. We're going to get into this Blue Jacket season this year. We're going to break it into segments, though. We are going to have a uh, first period, a second period, and a third period, like some sport that we might be familiar with. Hmm. Do you get it? I, why, I, why three periods? I don't Oh, I get I it. Know. Okay. And maybe there'll be extra hockey at the end. That sometimes that happens. Like wow, time over. Like if we run over the time, well then what could we call that <sighs> segment? I mean, we can workshop it. So let's try overtime. Overtime, I like that. Brilliant. You get with that, Frank? That sounds good to me. Brilliant. All right. So first period, <laughs> we're going to talk little jackets. We're going to talk about what happened in this in this preseason. Do some rundowns. We're going to get through that. We're going to get into round two, where we're going to figure out who's going to be exciting to watch this year. We're going to run down maybe a top 10 list between the three of us, figure out who the people should be watching. Top 10 most excited people I'm ex- we're all excited to watch this season. Obviously, we're going to keep our hot takes, though, so we're going to throw some of those hot out, too. Hot ice. That's right. Hot ice. <laughs> and then we'll end by trying to throw... I heat up the <laughs> ice cubes. <laughs> we'll end by trying to throw everybody off in that third period, because that's when it gets down to crunch time. And so I'm not going to tell you what that is. So listeners, stay oh, on until the third period. I love it. All right, let's wow. start the timer. Put two minutes on the clock. Let's do the penalty box. Mr. Locon, you yeah, I'll give it a shot. Let's do the let's do the entire off season in two minutes. All right, I'm uh, I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one, <coughs> begin. Uh, Jesus, what happened? Uh, we had the draft. We drafted two defensemen in the first round, right? David Juracek, Denton Matejchuk. Side note, real quick, heard and read a lot about their performance in pros- in Traverse City. 
Denton Matejchuk looks incredibly talented and apparently played very well in Traverse City. He actually looked really good at practice the other day as well. Jiracek, big dude, skates well. We also drafted some streaky, fast goal-scoring forwards, so pretty excited to watch those guys develop. Jordan Dumay, Bell uh, Bell Belouz, etc. Uh, oh, yeah, we signed Johnny Gaudreau. We uh, signed Patrick Laine. Oh, did we? We signed Eric Goodbranson, <laughs> but as a result, kind of, of that Eric Goodbranson signing, we had to trade Oliver Bjorkstrand, so goodbye, Oliver Bjorkstrand. We wish you nothing but the best brother. Always a CBJ for life. Hashtag CBJ. Love you. We'll never forget you. Uh, what else did we do? We went to Traverse City. We had a prospect tournament. We lost to Detroit like $7 million to nothing. Uh, what else happened? We signed Patrick Line. I still got a full minute. We need to change the segment to one minute or maybe 30 seconds because it's hard to fill two minutes. Sound out of breath. What else What else happened this offseason? Now you know how a player feels in the box waiting for those full two minute, minutes. Two minutes end. is a long time. I mean, Shoot I, the puck! Yeah. I mean, no, you just—you literally just want to say, "Oh yeah, we signed Johnny Hockey for like two seconds." That's all you're going to say. Well, what? So okay, after that, do you remember what we ended up doing, Frank? Me and you to celebrate that evening, that momentous occasion. Our bar. We went straight to our bar. What a night! And fucking got wasted. So, to celebrate, probably one of the biggest uh, moments in Blue Jackets history. Right? It's kind of sad to say that—that that signing a free agent is one of the most important things to ever happen in this franchise, but. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of true. Also, uh, his mom, like Jane Gaudreau, liked one of my tweets this morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to. So she remind she's going to be like that new, the new Twitter mom. Because it used to be Seth Jones's mom, but then Seth Jones got traded. That's two minutes, by the way. Two minutes. That was good. That was good. Jane Gaudreau. Yeah. Wow. Fan of the were, pot. Was there anything he missed, Frank? What did I, I probably missed something important. I can't even think about it right now. Uh, I mean, obviously, he touched on the big ones. We signed Pat, re signed I'm Pat literally Blaney. out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah. I mean, no, I think you touched on it uh, pretty well. I mean, Johnny Hockey. I mean, that's. Hashtag like you, Johnny Hockey. Yeah. Some of the biggest news in CBJ history. You know, we've uh, struggled signing big names to come to this city yeah, and it's been a real issue with this franchise. and i know we're going to touch on this a little bit but mr locon and i were at the open practice uh yesterday morning yeah, there's we excitement in the air it's it's a different vibe all around so people lined i mean that, then we can just kind of get right into that because you know we it. went to practice yesterday me and frank were like we were debating on like what time to go we knew practice supposed to start at nine o'clock I was like, well, I'm thinking about going to either that Starbucks there at the arena or Timmy's to grab a coffee, maybe around 8, and Casual. you know, we'll, we'll mosey over to the training camp. Dude, when we got there at – I got there a little after 8. The line mm-hmm. was already past Tim Hortons. Yes. And then literally by like 8.45, it was all the way down past fucking Nationwide Arena, completely down to the other side of the arena. Yeah, it was wrapped, almost all the way. All the way down Nationwide Boulevard. How many people do you think that was? Like, I, I am so bad at trying to guess the number of something by looking at it. Like, you know, that, like, jar of marbles thing? Like, how many marbles are in this jar? I have no fucking clue. Not good at that. <laughs> yeah. it, I, well, I, I wish I knew how many people fit in the um, ice house. Yeah, the but, ice house. But, uh, I mean, it was packed. I mean, there was it was standing room only. Standing room. So, I mean, there was... So we got Over some a new thousand people in line. We easily. got some new players. We got some new uh, gear that's probably going to go out to some fans. What kind of jerseys do we see? Do we see any like uh, like Canada jerseys for people? You know, Ken Johnson, somebody like that. What were we seeing out there? No, we didn't really see any 
Johnson Canadian jerseys. Uh, I did see a lot of Johnny Gaudreau Blue Jackets jerseys. Hell yeah. I uh, did see, uh, I saw a Halifax Mooseheads jersey, but I can't remember who was who the player was. Just a lot of Blue Jackets shit. Just right. Everybody was wearing Blue Jackets shit. People decked out in their jerseys. I mean, lined up at 8 o'clock with the coffee ready to fucking get in the door. It was amazing. Yeah. And one of the other things I noticed about the type of people and the amount of people there was how many kids were there. Mm-hmm. All in their Columbus Blue Jacket shit, which oh, is yeah. like really exciting you know, to me to like see like, you know, we still got, we're going to have a big fan base even for the next 20, 30 years. It's going to be probably even bigger, especially if we can, like, do something meaningful in the next, like, five to ten years, which we have set ourselves up nicely to do. Mm-hmm. And well, shout, shout out to the Blue Jackets for putting on a great event, like a great family event, right? I mean, absolutely. they had so many things going on in the, in the like, courtyard area for the kids, for the families. It was just a great morning to start your Saturday. So Yeah, they had the TVs up on that truck where you could play some chill against each other, which it's been forever since I've played that game, but we'll have to dabble in that if we see that again. Absolutely. I just want to second something you said, Mr. Locon, and you were talking about the uh, kids in Columbus. There's some players in the Blue Jackets that are from Columbus, so we need them to be excited to play here from the very start. Maybe one of those kids we saw yesterday is the next Jack Rosovic. Exactly. Know? You never he's, know. He's the next Carson Meyer. You never know. Because Okay, so let's jump into what we the saw players, in practice yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, Who did you see yesterday, Frank, that surprise either surprised you the most or who was the most impressive uh outing that you saw yesterday now keep in mind people we just watched practice we're trying i'm trying at least i'm trying not to jump to incredible conclusions which is what i'm incredibly terrible at but what did you see yesterday frank well i think the first thing we got to touch on is james neal was trying out for the team (laughs) right i mean we were like wait is this the james forgot about it and then i saw him i was like holy shit like that's that's james james neal i mean a, a huge veteran has made, you know, pretty good career in the NHL, and he looked pretty good. I mean, he's a little bit older, but he knows what he's doing. He still has a shot. I mean, he scored the first goal in practice. He's huge. Big guy. <laughs> you know, you see him on skates, and you're just like, holy shit. All right, this guy's big as shit. And, yeah, two minutes in, he skates down the left side and puts one right over Elvis's glove, top right of the net, just like it was Casually. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we were, I was like, oh. Okay. I see you, James Neal. I think he signed a contract uh, when he went over the bench after that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But, um, but so yeah, man. Uh, history with Nashville took them to the Stanley Cup final, lost in the final uh, when he was in Vegas. You know, he's a 40-goal scorer in the past, but has age or has time taken over? And is has his game slipped enough to where we may not consider signing him? I don't know. But either way, yeah. he's here on a PTO. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and we'll kind of have to see how things play out. But obviously, if if we sign him, he takes someone else's spot. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But one person I do want to touch on in particular who I've been excited about for a year and a half now. I've talked about it in previous seasons. Your boy. My boy, Marchenko. Mm. Kyril the Thrill. He... it, you know, I was really kind of honing in and just kind of said, I've never really seen him play in person, obviously, but he has the skill, man. He looked good. Uh, he's really good with the puck. He can hang on to the puck. Another big body. I think he's going to make uh, a splash this year. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been waiting for this guy to get over here because, you know, for so long, we always, all we heard about him was how he's a man or a young kid amongst men in the KHL and still tearing it up, you know? So finally excited to see him get over here. 
He's a big guy. Apparently played really well in Traverse City. I think he had a goal in every game. He ended up scoring that game winner against, or the overtime winner in the Toronto game, that last game. So it was a cool little wraparound goal. He's got skill. Um, and Yarmo's even said, I've listened to a lot of things that Yarmo said over the offseason when people ask him about Marchenko, and he says, we expect big things from him this year. I think he's looking at like sliding him into like a, you know, a third line spot or maybe even playing occasionally on that second line. But yeah, expecting a lot of things from Cairo yeah. Marchenko. That's this a year. big gap for the Blue Jackets, right? We talk about John, Johnny Gaudreau, talk about Patrick Line. We talk about that front line, but what they need is that second line, third mm-hmm. line scoring is a big gap for them. So that's why these guys you guys are calling out are important, right? Absolutely. Well, the second line also we have I think we have some established presence that should you know be very uh normal i think on the second line but you're right that third and fourth line it's always a toss there's there's gonna be literally there's like 20 people fighting for probably like two of those roster spots because we're probably going to need somebody to replace bjorkstrand but you kind of think about maybe bumping marchenko up there so you're looking at you know filling that third and fourth line right winger spot Possibly. And you got like 20 guys fighting for it. Yeah. I so. know we were just, you know, they, they gave us a roster sheet yesterday of uh, who was playing on what teams. And uh, like, I think I said it like 20 times, but I'm like, there's so many guys. And it's like, there's so many spots. I mean, they're all super talented, but there's limited roster spots. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of hits the lineup as we get going. But as we know, uh, a lot of things change. So we need some good, good depth. But Mr. Locon, I know you the, You touch on a few players that you saw because you saw there was a couple other ones that you were kind of eyeing and uh, were really impressed with. So I was. Well, first of all, one of the the first thing that I just want to say about going to camp yesterday and watching practice was I got to watch and see with my own eyes uh, Johnny Gaudreau be on the ice for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. You know, it was like you kind of watched him come out. The fans went nuts. Ever, as soon as he literally like poked his head out of that the little you know entranceway from their locker room everybody was like johnny and everybody started cheering but then you kind of like watched him for a few seconds and literally like as soon as he touches the puck you can just tell that he's a fucking mega superstar in this league he weaved in crossed the blue line like it was nothing made an amazing pass over to the left side to patrick line and you know later on like probably his i think it was his next shift uh, Line A sends him one, and he's kind of camped out in the middle of the ice, and he fires home that one-timer. I think it got saved, but it was an excellent quick shot. And that's what really got me juiced was to actually see the free agent signing that we have probably the most important player that we've ever signed in our life. I got to actually see him for the first time. And to me, that got me like excited to, to be a fan of this team. With Patrick Line Absolutely. In the same lineup. That was what everyone was excited about, right? That's why the people were there. I hope that's why they did it, but maybe they're trying to figure some things out. But I think the fans came and saw that and was like, holy crap, this is the future. This is what we signed these guys for. Yeah, those guys are going to be playing together a lot this year, probably on that first line. And the biggest question, I think, going into the season, one of the biggest questions is who's going to play between them, Mm -hmm. right? Because you got Jenner. And Jenner's coming back off of an injury. Mm-hmm. Apparently things are going pretty well, but they're limiting his practice time right now just to kind of be safe. You got the way Jack Roslevic finished the season last year because the last, like, 20 games of the season, he might have been our best player. Mm-hmm. You got a young Cole Sillinger who might be making his way 
You know, does he take the next step this year? Does he elevate his game? Maybe they throw him in the middle of those two guys and see what he can do. Rough start for him, right? He was injured for that practice, correct? correct. Yeah, he did not play. His older brother, though, was playing. And played very well yesterday mm-hmm. in practice. He's a, he's a little bit smaller than Cole. Uh, Owen, right? Owen Sillinger, I think so. Yeah, and he practiced yesterday. Looked really good. Um, yeah, he was really great in the faceoff circle. I think he was like yeah, he was eighty percent or eighty five percent, whatever. But I'm I'm excited. I think I would highly consider experimenting with Jack Rossovic in the middle of those two guys. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea of Jenner, and I think that's what they're going to start with is Jenner down the middle of those two guys. Give them that big body presence in the middle. That guy that can jam home goals. You know, kind of that rough. Rough kind of style. But my argument is, like, throw Roslovic in the middle of those two guys. Give that silky smooth skill a chance to, like, really rank, come out and start, you know, showing his his amazing skills with the puck. That's It's up to him, though. You know, if, if, he's, if he has his game the way he had it last year, he might be able to do that. But he's going to really need to step it up if he's going to play between those two guys. There's a trade-off, too, for him, right, which I wanted to get into, but – defensively, he's not the strongest of those options. Correct. Jenner would be a much better safe defensively, which, which you need to think about with Patrick Line not also being probably not the best defender on the ice. That's exactly what I'm getting to. And the Blue Jackets' defense needs some improvements, and neither of you have mentioned anybody on the defensive side. Is there anybody that stuck out there? Honestly, I, I think there was one name that really shined for me, and it was it was a little surprising to see how well Denton Matejchuk skates and how well he can handle the puck on the blue line and around in the nitty-gritty zone. I'm sorry, who? Denton Matejchuk, he is our he was our second first-round pick this past draft. We draft, drafted David Juracek, I think, like sixth overall. He was our first first-round pick. And then the second kid we drafted, another defenseman, Denton Matejchuk, in the first round. I think at 12 overall, okay. this kid can play, and he's small. He's he's like you look at him and you're like, all right, another small defenseman. Like what what's this guy gonna what's this guy gonna do? But man, he can really skate and he can really pass and, and control the puck. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch him. Apparently, he also played very well down in Traverse City. And it, I was reading a, an article about that tournament down there, and Aaron Portsline was raving about him. I mean, so was Jeff Svoboda. Both of those guys said Matejchuk is, you know, somebody the real to look deal. forward to. I thought, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Blankenberg looked very solid too. He was, I mean, I've never really honestly heard much about him, but he looked like he fit right in, man. Well, dude, he's that, he's that kid that came over from Michigan with Kent Johnson last year at the end of the season. You know, and he, right. play, he okay. ended up played. He played like the last like week of the season, five or so. games yeah. or something. Yeah, and he was amazing. Yeah, and he's even smaller than Matejchuk. He I looks know. like a little kid. Kinda. Yeah, but he was just but all he was over the place. Also noticeably good. I re- I even tweeted that I was like Blankenberg noticeably small. Blankenberg noticeably good. <laughs> like I think he had two goals in the yeah, first like, scrimmage that we had, and he f- he handles the puck well on the blue line. He's just not a big guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like you wonder, is that going to translate well into the NHL? So, But, yes, very noticeable as well on the defensive end. Were, were there any goalies out there? There were some goalies. Thanks for asking. You know who my most impressive goalie prospect is right now is this guy that was has gone undrafted. We signed him, I think, last year, and he also had a great showing in Traverse City, Jet Greaves. 
I have a thing for goalies. I don't know if you guys have known this by now, but I'm like kind of obsessed with watching the goalie position for some weird reason. Don't really know, but I found myself watching him warm up, and he just sees the puck so well. And then, because then you watch him go out there, and then you watch Pavel Cajun go out there, and there, it's just to me, it's a night and day difference of who's able to see the puck better. This Jet Greeps kid has that good blocker. He's got a good glove. He's tall. He's smooth on his skates can get down in the butterfly real smooth looks really good i'm excited about watch, watch him play also very noticeable though in a bad way in my opinion to start that first scrimmage we watched at camp yesterday was daniel tarasov yeah i don't know if he was hung over or just was not feeling well but i i mean he got lit up quickly yeah like five goals in like 10 minutes and i was like this is kind of cool like we're scoring some goals but then i remembered i was like this is against Tarasov. This isn't may not be that good. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be he's our supposed three. To be the number three guy. And, you know, depending on what if Corpusalo gets hurt this year, Elvis gets hurt this year, we're gonna need Tarasov to come up here and play some games. Mm-hmm. Hell, if they both get hurt, he'll have to be our number one goalie. So I'm I'm not let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah, it it's just it's screaming. one it was one we're period. Not, the sky is not falling. No. At least not yet. Wow, that's big coming from you i know i did well right wow, kind of controlled season myself. three positive <laughs> low con i'm growing up yeah they grow up so fast yeah. <laughs> give it till next give it till the season starts so elvis is a rock star was he in the building he was he uh was on the red team with that during that first scrimmage thought he looked all right it's kind of mm-hmm. normal he gave up one to james neal i mean glove side fucking right up in that top right corner of the net so I yeah, I think they're just he'll be okay. Yeah, they're just kind of getting their footing. I think it was nice to uh, to see Corpy out there too. I mean, coming back from injury, um, I didn't know? see him out there. Was he there? Didn't he play? I huh? don't think he came out because they brought out that they brought out Jet Greaves and they brought out no Corpy played first for Team White. Oh, did he? Yeah, I must have missed that. I didn't. I, even I think so. Well, fact check me. But yeah. anyway, long story short, uh, I'm just hoping that. Uh, you know, I've always liked Corpy. I know he's kind of got gets a bad rap, but hopefully because he, he was fucking garbage. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, but <laughs> well, he's got a so, so was Elvis. Yeah, I'm not I trying mean, to like, say so they not, were both terrible last yeah. year. Well, they first were, off, Corpy has we, we a need a good backup now. this year. So he's got what? a mustache now. He's got so a mustache. He's got, he's got the he's getting the vibe check going on. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, and Elvis is a key component to the Blue Jackets being good. The reason I brought him up was. He was the, these arguably the, the most important. When you think That's about where the Blue Jackets' money is going, we talked about the two exciting guys everybody's talking about. But Elvis is the is the person that you got to watch this year. If he plays well, the Blue Jackets play well. So true, and that was something I wanted to get to. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Let's talk about these goalies real quick, and then let's talk about the defense too, because these two positions, in my opinion, and everybody's opinion, are probably the most biggest two questions that we got going on this season it's the key to our success if if, if we can have even mildly decent goaltending like i'm gonna say if elvis has a good year and in corpusalo if they can have good years we have a chance to do something maybe you know we might be able to squeak into the playoffs the defense same way it's like you got warensky coming up right or playing uh, on that left side who's he going to be paired with all last season it was andrew peak and yeah, Andrew Peak like played damn near 82 games and you know he was okay at times but overall dude he didn't really have that good of a season. I mean, neither yeah. did Wierenski. Hell, he scored on us like he put it into our own net like twice. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> so it's like, okay, can he... Don't get me started on him. Can right he now. make a, a run? We got Adam Boquist still, right? Don't forget about him. We just signed Eric Branson, who also, we saw at camp, is a giant fucking human being. Yeah. Right? He looks like a 45-year-old man who wants to... Who can skate? Looks like fast. a character from Game of Thrones <laughs> that would just does. rip you in half. <laughs> like, looks like he can pick bro, you up and like, rip you yeah. like a phone, rip you in half like, like a phone the, book. Yeah. <laughs> Third line, who we got going in? We still got Gavrikov probably on that second line actually with uh, um, Good Branson. I could see those two being paired together. Mm-hmm. Then, then it's that third pairing. You know, who are we gonna put in the th- that third pairing? We got guys like uh, Andrew or uh, Jake Bean. We got Nick Blankenberg. We got some of these new guys we just drafted, Denton Matejchuk, David Juracek. That third pairing is going to be a big question going into the season, and I'm excited to watch camp and see how it unfolds to see who they're thinking is going to going to fit in there. I always forget what uh, who was the defenseman from Calgary. Calgary? Yeah, Good Branson. That's okay. That's what I wanted yeah. to make sure. That's that he was big, the same guy. Big yeah. giant dude. So, yeah, it's going to be, and we tried to pick and choose kind of what we were watching. See, I know it's. The teams are all kind of split up, so it's hard to kind of get an idea of what potential pairs are going to happen. But obviously, we we do have some uh, some preseason hockey coming up, so we can kind of see, you know, how the different lines are formed. And two big games uh, two today big games today at Pittsburgh and home against Pittsburgh. If you're a true fan, you make the drive to Pittsburgh, you watch that game, and then you drive back and watch the game here at seven o'clock. But we're not going to do that. We're I, <laughs> I was going to say, are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to at least watch some NFL football today, but I am. We are going to the we're going to the first preseason game night, which reminds me, which one of you two idiots is fucking coming with me? We got rock paper scissors out. right now. Three, <laughs> two. I'm holding the mic. One. It's kind of hard to okay. Tie. Tie. Oh. <laughs> tie. Three <laughs> ties in a row. No way. Four in a row. And I can't watch this anymore. Oh. Hey, Frank wins. Hey. Paper covers rock. Wow, that was impressive. That was One-handed. Like, yeah. I, I feel like we wasted a lot of podcast time that on was that. It, yeah. <laughs> that was the best segment of the day. <laughs> uh, you got those rosters? Yeah, here. Let me uh, Let's pull check up, out the uh, roster for the how squads. How the team was split. Yeah, how the team. Noticeably, who's playing at Nationwide Arena tonight at 7 o'clock p.m.? Because that's like, we looked at it earlier and we were like, that's the squad that you kind of want to watch if you're going to watch them. Because yeah. they got some of the other guys going over to Pittsburgh. Actually, uh, you know, I think they're sending Roslevic. They're sending Robinson. Yeah, here's the, uh, the nationwide one. Nationwide arena tonight. We do. We got Johnny Hockey, people. Ladies and gentlemen, Woo-hoo. Johnny Hockey is going to make his Columbus Blue Jackets debut in a preseason game. Gus Nyquist, Justin Danforth, Josh Dunn. That new guy that we also signed from Nashville, Matthew Oliver or Mateo Oliver, Patrick Laine, Tyler Engel, Trey Fix Wolanski, Michael Pidia, Kent Johnson, Jake Voracek, uh, Zach Wierenski, noticeable on the defensive side, Adam Boquist, and in goal will probably have Elvis for like half the game and Jet Greaves for half the game. So it'll be a good outing. I'm excited to fucking get in there and watch the game. Absolutely. Get some Skyline Conies, mm. get the routine mm. going. Actually, Jamar, you or your Marty on the mic. You owe me Skyline Chili from our bet. Excuse me, I'm, I'm I literally burping. As I'm, as I I'm don't want to talk about it. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we made yeah. a bet against that, yeah. that Steelers. Mr. Locon said he's going for nine. Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't, we didn't specify how many conies during the bet. I said loser buys the other one, or the loser has to buy the conies. I was in my head going, hopefully Logan only wants one round of conies. <laughs> for it's like the people. I only eat, remember that episode, Frank. I only eat one fucking coney. <laughs> I got so mad at you. <laughs> All right, so should uh, 
Should we head on to the next period? Let's talk real quick about Kent Johnson. <laughs> I want to talk about Kent Johnson. Let's mm-hmm. talk Kent Johnson. He's he's been a name that's come up a lot on my Twitter feed at least, mm-hmm. especially when he was in the same line as Line A and Gaudreau. Um, but he Yesterday also had perhaps. had a, an off season playing with Canada. He, he's been hyped up a whole lot this off. Season. What a tournament he had in the World Junior Championships, dude! Scored the game winning goal for Team Canada. Unbelievable. Ha- had an awesome run up there, and he, you know, he he said he had one of the times of his life, you know. That's cool. And he was very happy that the Jackets were, you know, able to accommodate him and let him go up there and play in that tournament because he had a hell of a tournament and got all of us super excited. Then he comes over to Traverse City, right, and everybody was raving about the way he played. I think he had somewhere around, like, three goals and, like, five assists in that tournament, something like – or maybe three – two goals and, like, four assists, something like that. Played very well. Very skillful with the puck. But, yeah, yesterday saw some highlights, actually, and got to watch him in the middle of Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine. And he was throwing the puck backhand – clear across the fucking ice to Johnny Gaudreau like it was nothing. Did you see that fucking play he made? He just has so much confidence right now. It just I, I, I'm i just excited to see. I can't even talk. I can't even talk. <laughs> I, 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 don't even, I don't even have Tim Bots in my mouth. <laughs> I, have a I, question. I have a question about Ken Johnson. Is he a center or is he a winger? He's by trade yes. a winger. Mm-hmm. He's played on the wing in college but we're going to try to... I don't know why we keep doing this. We're going to try to get the centerman position into his game as well to kind of so see if he can kind of be play both positions that's what we've done with boone jenner yeah boone jenner and a was lot of other players in the past i know and we but we like draft these wingers and try to turn them into centermen which is kind of strange but apparently we got some good coaches that are able to consider and really try to figure out how to do this because they've done it with jenner rather successfully i don't think it worked out well with the alexander texier experiment that was another thing i missed in the offseason the two the two minute rundown oh, we yeah. lost alex texier dude yeah. texier mm-hmm. is miss, not gonna be on the team he's overplaying in switzerland decides to take a year off from the nhl yeah some mental we'll see health if he ever stuff, comes back yeah i know so. i was kind of excited to see i mean he showed some glimpses of greatness for us so i wish him all the best very though. brief glimpses <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> very brief glimpses of of you know where we were like oh shit this kid could be good he scored like the first goal in game four against tampa during that playoff series where we swept them and ever since then everybody's been like damn alex texier is good and don't get me wrong i'm not saying he's not but i do think i mean he that's, that's really year. all he had to do and we're we'll, we'll, love, him we'll love him forever, love yeah. him forever. <laughs> <laughs> wait i want to go back to ken johnson being going to center when he's not a natural center Comparing Boone Jenner to Kent Johnson seems silly, right? Kent Johnson is like, I don't even, like he is a a top notch. Yeah, he's he's such a unique player and has so much hype compared to what Boone did when he was drafted that it seems silly to change this guy's. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think you're really, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but comparing them, but just using kind of an example, like of a more recent example of, you know, Boone is is a winger by nature, and we've kind of transformed him into that centerman position now. I, I guess you know, I who knows if Kent Johnson. I mean, I think he, he's definitely more skilled than Boone Jenner. Maybe he's maybe he'll transform to the center. But I really don't want to your point is he's so skilled with the puck and right. is a video game, like you said. I don't want him to kind of tighten up. You being being right. nervous on the center of the ice. You want to keep that skill, that creativity 
and 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 not lose any of that in in trying to Natural teach him in te- trying to teach him how to play like a more conservative uh, role down the middle right. of the ice. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they're they're probably going to keep they'll probably move him in and out inside the middle. I and don't outside. like that. I don't like that either. I, I feel like especially for a young kid like that who's he has a ton of skill. He's honing in right now. I want him to whatever he's going to be best at is where I want to play that kid. Yeah, I and I probably I see them doing that this year. I don't see them jumping him and making him a center this year right away. They're probably going to have to teach him how to play that role if they do it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not even consider doing that with the guys we got down the middle right now. You know, Roslevic, Jenner, uh, Corrali, and Sillinger. We got mm-hmm. four of them. So, but yeah, teaching him how to play in the middle of the ice. I don't necessarily consider it a bad thing if you're you're only trying to teach him how to be more responsible for understanding how to play in all positions of the ice. Because mm-hmm. if you don't put somebody, if you never teach them how to play down the middle, and they've only ever played on the outside of the wing, they may not understand the roles as well for the centerman as they normally would. Yeah. So it's simply, I think it's a strategy to kind of teach him more about the game. But hopefully, he gets bigger and you know stronger and faster and can adapt to playing that role but he's a winger through and through and yeah. i don't i think they I, I think they will keep him and try to hone in on that creativity yeah i just want kent johnson to make an impact sooner than later so i get learning some skills in the center but man i, j- I want him to develop quickly as fast as possible in my opinion and i'm not a coach so they make decisions that are best for that kid but I want to see him out on that ice and thriving ASAP, especially with Gaudreau and Line A signed for, what, three to five years. Mm-hmm. Right. And a quick point about centerman. Um, I know we talked about James Neal in a tryout. Another player, mm-hmm. a veteran, um, Victor Rask, who was at Minnesota for a long time. Um, I, I, he's kind of fallen off a little bit, but he's a centerman too. Veteran centerman. Veteran guy. So, on a PTO this year. That's the thing is you never you know. You never if know if he, if we, we sign another centerman like that who has obviously experience with some pretty good teams in the past who's made playoff runs. So it'll be interesting to see. See, here's the thing. We do one of those things. Like we consider signing James Neal or Victor Rask. And then, then you're like. Who do we take out? Exactly. Then you're talking about like does Kent Johnson start in Cleveland this year, right? Because that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Kent Johnson is not guaranteed a roster spot on this NHL squad this year. He's still a young kid. Well, he's only he's probably only what like twenty years old, nineteen, twenty years old. I think. I mean, he does not have to play in the NHL this year. You know, we would want to get him up there as soon as as soon as he's ready. If he's ready, sure, throw him in the lineup. That's you know what we did with Sillinger last Mm -hmm. year. He showed he was ready. Let's play him. But if not, let him play in Cleveland. Let him learn how to play professional hockey because he's years old. Yeah, he's still coming off. He's only played college hockey, and he's dabbled in the World Junior Championships. He's played in a prospect tournament. He hasn't played against men yet, you know, at least for an extended period of time. So maybe starting him in Cleveland isn't a horrible idea. It's something that Yarmo and Brad Larson are definitely going to have to think about this year because it could happen. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to go right into a round robin. Ooh. We're going to pick like our top five uh, most excited to watch players from the Columbus Blue Jackets for this upcoming season. Uh, we're going to do a round robin, meaning I'm going to start with number five, Mr. Locon, four, so on until we build our top five. We're Sound good? Build this list together, boys. Let's make it good. All right. I'm going to kick us start off. Start with you, Marty. With number five, 
And I'm going to pick Jack Rossovic. Ooh, I love I this like pick. That. Tell me why. I'm picking Jack Rossovic because I want him to continue his streak that he had uh, from the last season. But more importantly, the vibe check saw this guy at the Memorial Tournament and the golf. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we're best friends. Shout out, Jack. I'll see you at the next Memorial <laughs> Tournament. <laughs> Yeah. Number five, number one in my What'd heart. You number say, like, five, you number saw, one in my heart. What'd you? You were like standing beside each other, and you like noticed his shoes or something. Yeah, he had like these European, I don't know, like Gucci. He had these cool <laughs> shoes, and I'm like, this guy's got to be somebody. <laughs> Look at those shoes. And then that's I looked somebody. at him, and I was like, oh, that's Jack Ross. That's nice. awesome. All right, uh, number four. Yeah, number four, Mr. Lokan. I'm gonna pick Cole Sillinger. I that's I nice want to see what he can do this year. Kid damn near scored twenty goals last year. He might I can't even remember exactly how many he had, but damn near scored twenty during his first year in the NHL as an eighteen year old. And he's gonna get an opportunity at some point in this season, whether it be in camp coming up right now, during the preseason, maybe even during a few regular season games, he's gonna get a chance to play between Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Line at some point. Like you have to just see what he's gonna be able to do. Does he take this next step? What kind of player is he going to be? He's only been in our organization for one year, right? What does year two bring? I hope it, I I hope it's something very positive, right? I hope we see him progress into a true number two to number one slash center, and then you're like, shit. Okay, now we got Roslovic, Jenner, and Sillinger. This is a great problem to have. We got three excellent guys we can slot into any three of those center positions. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Cole Sillinger. Mm-hmm. Sillinger's my guy. I want to say something real quick that yep. something I want him to progress in. What shoes is, did he have on? Well, yeah, yeah good <laughs> question. Cole, I'm going to find you, buddy. Uh, but I want to see him into a leadership role. I think he's a guy that could end up being a leader for the Blue Jackets. He's a young guy now. Future but captain. Yes, mm-hmm. future captain is what I want to see out of that kid. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. All right, Frank, number Frank, three. Number three. I... This is a tough one, but not really. I gotta go with Marchenko. I know. Oh, I love it. We're well, this is a great. Fucking we're a good list. team here. Um, so the reason I'm picking him is, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of hype around this kid for a long time, and we finally get to see him in the NH- in the NHL. He has had tons of success in the KHL, which um, we'll kind of see how it translates. I mean, I think he has a, He definitely has an opportunity this year with our team to, you know have a solid roster spot and be one of the starting guys. So let's see if uh, the skill can translate to the NHL. Another big body. Absolutely. Skillful. We'll see. Been waiting to watch this guy for like four or five years now. You know, it's like finally here. Finally here. And they've even said we expect big things out of him. So what's he going to do? Number two. I respect you guys, but you're wrong because there's a top three for the Blue Jackets. Everyone should be excited for. But I'll, I'll keep moving on. My number two is Elvis Merzlikas. Oh, okay, I'm so glad you said that. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I talk? If you didn't pick him there, I was going to pick him for number one. Yeah, he's not number one for me, but he's number two. Uh, and I've already kind of talked about it, but Elvis is the key to the Blue Jackets, in my opinion. Well, he didn't get a bunch of signees on the defensive side, and defense starts with the goalie. Uh, we need him to play well. That's where that's where I'm heading with. He's got to be your best Elvis. defender every night. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. He plays well. Blue Jackets play well. I'm sticking to it. I like it. I like it. All right. There's an obvious number one to this question. Okay. There is. Don't get it wrong. The number one to this question is Johnny Gaudreau, right? We're, yes. We're, we are the most excited to watch Johnny Gaudreau this year. We finally have a superstar on our team. Um, 
somebody who chose to come here yeah, and play as a Columbus Blue Jacket, which is incredibly exciting. Somebody who's scored over a hundred points in, in in a season before. Somebody who has made far runs into the Stanley Cup playoffs, has played on excellent teams, brings a leadership factor. He's just about to have his first kid. Like he is coming into himself as a man and he's gonna live out hopefully his best years of hockey in the city of Columbus. And I could not be more excited to watch it unfold in front of my eyes over the next like five, six years. But I'm not gonna put him at number one. Whoa, <laughs> I was just gonna I'm gonna say Patrick Line. Kind of the one two punch. The answer to this question is Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Line, I believe, because those two together could be like we could have finally like this this offensive juggernaut of a line and an offensive juggernaut on a power play, right? You have Gaudreau on the right side, Line on the left side, and now, and Voracek even in the, on the right side. Maybe Gaudreau in the middle or down low, and, oh, it, and then all of a sudden excited. it's like you got Wierenski at the top, Line on the left, Voracek on the right, Gaudreau down the middle, and maybe like kent johnson at behind the net and you're just like jesus christ like this could be like the most interesting and creative power play we've ever had you know it, it's, it's exciting to think about so the one a and one b answers i'm gonna go with there are johnny hockey and patrick Liney. cheater cheater <laughs> all right so we have to finish our, our segment or we have uh some announcements from our sponsors actually so yeah we, we got, got some, some new sponsors finally for the pod season three let's go marty tell me about who our sponsors are today yeah our sponsor for today's podcast is johnny's good to go subs their slogan is we're closer to home uh <laughs> i love johnny's subs uh logan you like eating johnny's subs how what do you like there i am a fan of their new sub I just ate a Timbit, too, so I'm eating a Timbit. <laughs> I, I thought you were eating a sub. sub. What's it called? What's the sub called? Oh, uh, The free agent, I think, is what you're referring to. The free to? agent sub. It is a sub with ham, salami, some pepperoni, some thinly sliced Swiss cheese, mm. all topped with a little oh. bit of those sweet Calgary tears. <laughs> Yummy. It's so good. Go to Johnny's Good to Go Subs. Get yourself one today. They're close to your home. Dude, we nailed that. Yeah, we nailed that. You're welcome, Johnny's. Johnny's good to go. Sub. All right. Wow. Third period time, boys and girls. That means it's time for hot ice. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to go around real quick and get everybody's hot takes for the season. Try to make them good. <laughs> All right. J-Mart, we're starting with you. What do you got? Hot starting take. Starting with me. All right. My hot take. And we kind of talked about Wait, this. should we all do this with Timbits in our mouths? No. <laughs> well, I'm going to do it with a 10 minute round. All right, stay away from the mic. Uh, my hot take is that by the end of this season, my man Cole Sillinger will be in that center spot with Line A and Gaudreau. I, is, I love it. And he's going to take a step up. He's already shown that he can step up to what is expected of him and go above and beyond. I expect him to do that again this season. Um, and hopefully he gets over these injuries quickly because that's going to be a key factor is him being out there and playing. But I see a lot of PLD when he was here uh, being amplified by these players that are top-notch, um, and that's what I expect to see out of him, and he's going to win this competition for that spot. That's a good one. Hot take. Love it. Sizzling. Sizzling hot because you're kind of, you know, you're, you're banking on him playing better than Jenner, playing better than Rosalvik, which yep. which could very well happen. Like this kid, hopefully he makes that jump. All right, my hot take for the season. I'm going to try to keep it like 
I don't know. I'm I'm gonna try to control myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say something along the lines of either Zach Wierenski will be in the running for the Norris Trophy, Ooh. or Elvis Merzlikens will be in the running for the Vesna Trophy. Took mine. I want to see the Elvis that I saw the first season he came to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I think Corpy got hurt, and Elvis started kind of getting in there, and he, he had, like, four shutouts in, like, 15 games. Like, absolutely a brick fucking wall. Nobody mm-hmm. was beating him. I've seen it before. It's in there somewhere, right? Elvis has that game inside of him, and I want to see it come out because if he can play like that, for 50 games, you know, you, you might want to give Corpy 30 to 35 games. You give Elvis 50 to 55, somewhere around there. That's probably how they're going to split this up like they normally do. If he can play lights out like that and the defense starts to find themselves with the talent that and the size now that we have with Good Branson, mm-hmm. you know, we, we could see an interesting and very surprisingly good defensive season and, and goaltending season from those those guys. So I'm going to I'm going to say something like that. Either Wierenski for the Norris or Elvis for the Vesna. Once again we asked you to pick one thing and you <laughs> decided do to it. do two. Season I will say Season 3, Mr. Yeah. Locon <laughs> never changes. Same thing, different day. I will say one quick thing for Elvis is it's all in his head. He's had a lot going on personally that I think has had a little bit of an impact on his game. I'm looking forward to him coming in, kind of refreshed, kind of zen mode, get that swagger back, being Elvis in the goal, uh, and elevating the Columbus Blue Jackets. I really like that hot take. It's scorching hot because our defense could suck ass this year. (laughs) Not if he plays well. Not if he plays well. That's why it's hot. All right, I have a very simple one, but it's very hot. Frank. Sizzle me. I need some fire sound. Patrick Laine, over 40 goals. Oh, I love it, dude. That's all I have to say. That's all (laughs) I have to say. say. Drop the mic and (laughs) walk away, bro. (laughs) That's a good one. That is so good because you know that he could do that. And the the potential is there with his line mates now of obviously Johnny Gaudreau. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you throw Jack Ross. It reminds me very, like, it's (laughs) it's similar, but so much better this year of how a player like Panarin made Cam Atkinson Mm -hmm. a superstar for a year and a half. Just having the presence and finding him in certain spots that only guys of those like that caliber of like a Panarin or a Goudreau can, you know, see the ice and see the players and really know things uh, before they happen. So I think, I mean, Line is going to go fucking off. (laughs) End of the story. He's a good passer too. Oh, he's such a good passer, and you know what? You forget every once in a while until you're until you go and you you watch him every time. He's fucking huge, huge. He's six five, like two hundred and twenty pounds, and he can f- he can skate. You know, he's got that fucking wicked one timer. It's like he is the perfect winger, and if they can if they can, you know, hone that skill that pos- that uh, potential that he has, and they bring that out of him. He could, man. He could put up 40. He could put up 50. I know. Ooh. He's that kind of a goal scorer. A hot er take. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. I see you. I raise <laughs> you 10 goals. Damn it, Mr. Lucan. 
But anyway, yeah. That's a good one. Do you guys see the picture of uh, Gaudreau and Line A and I think it was Kent Johnson together and how tiny Gaudreau was? I know, right? Gaudreau is a little That's guy. That's how big Line is. Gaudreau is kind of small. But fast as small guy. Lightning. Smooth as fuck with the puck. Hockey's back, boys. I'm excited. Hockey's back. Let's Preseason hockey today, 1 o'clock at Pittsburgh. Catch it probably streaming on the Blue Jackets website. I'm going to try to do that. And then... Everybody join us tonight. The Man in the Cannon podcast is going to be at the game tonight. Um, you know, I'll catch the Schittsburg Penguins in town, so try to beat the shit out of them. I'll never get tired of beating the Pittsburgh Penguins, It's uh, even if it's a preseason game. So I ain't got nothing else, boys. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Tune in next week. We'll be talking about the next week of hockey. <laughs> See you, boys. Have a good one. Peace. We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah!